everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have an uh, interesting day today. Sean was early. And Three minutes early. We are on time right now. I don't even know what to do right Mega. now. <laughs> I'm usually in a rush. There's things that are happening. I got to get stuff going and all these things. But uh, no, we're actually, we're good. We're good. I know, I and I, showing up three minutes early with my live IG chat out of the way at 1,100 hours to 1,100 hours, and us starting here at 1,200 hours PST, there's so much time between the two potties that I showing up three minutes early for this one felt like I was showing up yesterday. So much time. It's like today is Saturday. I've got three minutes. I'm so early. It's Saturday, not Sunday. Yes. What are we going to do for three minutes? And then we just sat awkwardly and stared at each other for a while. Uh, we did not. You started telling me about your BJJ, which we'll talk yes. about here in a sec yeah. as soon as uh, you hit that subscribe button. Well, I was going to because more people that know about jujitsu are going to be like, ooh, a lot of those guys in the collective, they're talking about mm -hmm. jujitsu. Maybe I should subscribe mm -hmm. to them. Maybe I should like the show. Maybe I should hit the notification bell so that I am notified every time they go live with an email. Exactly. With the finger guns. <laughs> The little Yosemite <laughs> Sam going on. Um, but absolutely do that, and you will get an email every day, every day from the collective with I eyes probably, like this. I probably get one. I, I just ignore it. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, <clears throat> but I saw you were doing BJJ yesterday. That's right. With, uh, with he and newbie Young or Simon. New yeah. How'd that go? Yeah, good. Uh, he's been on our mats a bunch of times. Uh, he's been on the mats over the last few years. He's just completed his first year of uh, university right, right, out right, in right, Kelowna, right, right, and uh, right. he's just back to Roslyn for the summer. And so that's great. He's a good kid, man. Uh, not only is he uh, a good kid, he's got a good spirit. He's he's respectful. He's 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 kind of a bit of a gentle soul to some degree. Like he's. He cares about his performance. He cares about what people think. He does his best. He wants to be better, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I love working with people who want to be better. It's mm -hmm. awesome. He's a good kid. Yeah. How did his, uh, how'd the role go though? Like, were you, you oh, just, uh, hey, welcome back. I'm going to choke the life out of you now. I <laughs> know uh, that's our, uh, so I rolled with him on, uh, well, I guess it was on Wednesday. Uh, it was his first day back on the mat since he came back from university. And, and I've, like I said, I've rolled with him uh, a bunch of times in the past, uh, every time he's in town, uh, since he's been a young kid mm -hmm. and our roles yesterday. So the first role, I, I never have a plan and my warm up consists of like putting my mouthpiece in and uh, as he was <laughs> stretching, us, like, let's go. And, uh, and so we tap bumped and I still had no plan. And so he grabbed my wrist. I grabbed his wrist. He grabbed my hand. I grabbed his hand. Now I've got a two-on-one. And so from within about a second of his tapping and bumping, his first move was to use his left hand to grab my hand. I was like, all right, now for the rest of the roll, I'm just going to play with his left, left arm. So if you mm -hmm. go back and watch that, uh, there's some footage there. Yeah. And you'll see that it's not that I'm hyper-focusing on his arm. I'm just amusing myself with, can I use just between his wrist to his shoulder to control him the entire role? Yeah. What, meanwhile, what he's doing is he's, he doesn't know what I'm doing. I had to brief him afterwards uh, to say, my plan was determined based on this, Simon. What's the first thing Simon's going to touch me with? 
that's what I'm going to play with. Mm -hmm. And so uh, watching the video, then he could see what I was doing and he could see how he was either under or over responding to something that he didn't understand when in fact, if he could just like separate himself from the moment, he would be able to ascertain that all the action that I'm providing is occurring between here and here. Yeah. But it's hard to see that. It's hard to feel that. It's hard to know that when, mm -hmm. as he stated, most of the time, I don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, that's <clears throat> it's actually one of the things I've been working on with uh, during my Sunday classes when I'm teaching some of the, the junior white belts. Um, we were working on judo today and talking about Kazushi and being able to utilize the other person's movements and all these oh, other great. things. And, um, and I figured, you know, this is a great topic anyway that we could talk about just in general because it applies so much to life it does that uh i think it'd be a good topic to, in general but the 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 response i get a lot from the white belts is like well how do i get out of x and we you know <laughs> the standard answer is don't get there because <laughs> you're you you've you've allowed three or four or five six seven things to happen before you even get there and then you're realizing that you need to escape versus the steps beforehand but you know i never liked that answer I, I i heard that answer all the time me too and and i think it's the worst answer ever i think mm -hmm. it's it's a lazy answer don't get there yeah okay cool tip <laughs> how did that help me and so it's uh, what i feel it is more correctly is it should be used as an overarching theme yeah that is just is just such a big concept that it means nothing you can use it as an overarching theme as in, oh yeah, just don't get choked out. Cool. How do I do that? That that's that's the outcome that you're seeking is yeah. not to get choked out. That that isn't how you get there. No. That's the end state that you're trying to figure out. And so there are some steps that occur before that. And, and I think that's two, far yeah. more important. hundred percent. And one of the things that I was talking about today was um letting be what like understanding what is. And I think this is where we get trapped up a lot is, you know, you're passing my guard. And I get so intent on the fact that you're passing my guard and I'm fighting the pass and I'm fighting the pass and I'm fighting the pass and I'm fighting the pass. And all I'm doing is just sinking it in, sinking it in, sinking it in, getting that, taking more and more, more and more of my position when your guard is already passed like a while ago. And had you accepted that, oh, okay, it's passed and immediately start working on an escape or start working on a uh, another movement or using the kazushi right as i'm pushing you can go over that kind of stuff that's what we were talking about today in class mm -hmm. and we were really discussing the fact that it, it's not about you know being able to understand that this move leads to that move that leads to this move da, 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 da. it's just accepting what is and moving on instead of trying to hold on to that thing that just like oh i can't let this happen and then it happens anyway. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's literally what uh, Simon and I talked about yesterday. So uh, the second role that we did was a little more intense. Mm. Uh, and as he stated, <laughs> and it was pretty evident to me, he wanted to test himself. Mm -hmm. He wanted to see what he could do against someone who is putting it to him. And so he got it put to him. And so the idea being that as he ramped it up, as he started getting scrappier, 
he was clinging to things more and more. And that's an important mm -hmm. distinction. The Kazushi aspect, you can never know that you're out of balance until you realize that you're out of balance. And how do yeah. you realize that? It, it takes sensitivity. And so you learn Kazushi or balance by, um, by falling over initially. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you don't have to fall over to understand balance. You understand balance through the gravitational pull of the earth. And you understand when the planet stops turning just because you're that nuanced, we'll say. Mm -hmm. So um, he doesn't have that. No newbie has that. No one has nuance when they first begin. And because they don't understand Kazushi or their own balance, never mind someone injecting Kazushi into them, um, they, they don't understand enough to know what's happening. And therefore, ironically, they can't move with Kazushi because they're so busy clinging to yeah. not moving. And so as part of our conversation yesterday, after the first roll, we watched the video. Second roll, we watched the video. So we're always reviewing. And and in part of the role, Simon pointed out, um, yeah, so there... So I got your leg and I isolated your leg and I was clamping it with both of my feet. And, and I felt I had a pretty good position there. And I looked at him and I said, nope. Actually, what was happening there, Simon, is I was leaving my leg dangling around in there to give you something to focus on, to give you something to pinch with your legs, to cling to, so that you felt you had something on the go. And anytime your grip weakened and my leg would start slipping out, I fed my leg back into it to give you something to focus on as I was choking you out. Mm -hmm. So do you understand that the prioritization of clinging to my leg was incorrect? The prioritization should have been to address that thing snaking around your neck. And so that's just noobs, man. You know, it's Simon's a smart kid and he, he knows what's what it's just that, he never would have done that if we were just flow rolling. Mm -hmm. But pressure adjusts mindset. And that person who feels comfortable sauntering down the street can't saunter when all the weight of the world is on their shoulders. That pressure that they're mm -hmm. not used to, now they're not sauntering. They're trudging. Now they're crawling. Yeah. Like, like, um, when you're breaking trail in snow, that 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 lead guy is not having a good day. <laughs> like that's not, not that's not fun, and you are literally trudging through <clears throat> all of the weight that you're carrying, plus all the stuff, plus all the snow, plus the weather, plus the the because you're in front, it's all up in your head too, right? Just like oh my god, it hurts and yeah, everything. And there's no end. And there's no end. There's no end because you don't know the end. You to stop because yeah. you're the guy up front who doesn't exactly. know anything. That's why you're up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I think it's it's such a key thing to apply to life in that, um, you know, one of the things that we did today, actually, uh, we, we were making fun of it because it kind of looks like, uh, you know, like dancing when you're in grade eight, right? With the, we were doing traditional judo oh, grips yeah, yeah. and we yeah, were yeah. just step, walking around step, nice and loose step, and bonk, yeah, and step, exactly. step, step, bonk. And so what I got them to do was get, get your grips, close your eyes and just move around and just feel for those moments when that one leg steps out or when that one, the weight comes forward or when it comes back and all that, we spent probably five, six minutes 
just dancing around on the mats, just mm-hmm. waiting for that feeling. And then I was like, okay, now we're going to introduce the movement. So now I want you to activate a movement rather than just feel the movement. I want you to get a step ahead. And then one of the students is a, um, he's a music teacher. Mm. So he was having trouble kind of getting the timing down. And we're like, you have to introduce a three, four timing into a oh, four, right. four timing. You should have just set a metronome up on the side. Oh, we should have. That's a great right. idea. I should have Tell him to that. bring his metronome next time. I think yeah. that, that is now, now you're recruiting like, uh, he's leadership by exampling himself. He's... <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is, so the, the, the thing that we really worked on today was finding that balance and, the, and realizing when you were off balance, because that was more of the key was like, um, the, the concept that I had learned at the instructor seminar that I'd just been at, but it was all about. You know, if I want something, I have to give the opposite to get it. Yeah. Right? Well, not always, but yeah, not always, it's, but it's, mostly. it's an opening strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you know, if I want you to push back into me, well, I'm going to push you mm-hmm. and then you're going to push back because the natural instinct is to meet force with force, right? If I pull on you, you're going to pull back to keep your base. If I push on you, mm-hmm. you're going to push back to keep your base. And so I think this happens in life a lot of, a lot of times, especially in my experience, when I would push hard in order to get something it pushed the world pushes back right it's hard to do there's things that get in your way and there were times that i just kept pushing there were times that i just moved out of the way and like laterally uh stepped around it still achieve my goal but in a different angle there's other times that i just had to like give up which was not a smart plan but i think realizing that that happens allows us to then make plans for when it does happen next. I I agree. However, I would say this, that I feel that you can't learn how to, you can't learn how to do Kazushi in the world by working with an inanimate object. And so if it's an institution or if it's a company or if it's a car or if it's a dog, not a dog, if it's a, <laughs> if it's your house that won't fix itself, yeah. um, you know, these are things that you can try to push against, but you're getting no feedback on it. Mm. It's an inanimate object. You don't get a feedback loop. Whereas if you're trying to understand Kazushi for the first time, and now you're doing it with a person for the first time, they can guide you literally like a dance partner to help you understand Kazushi and, or balance or, or when to push and when not to, when Mm -hmm. to fade and when not to, when to remain neutral and when to let it move all around you. That can only be learned with someone who knows how to dance. Yeah. And so if you want to understand balance in your life, a good place to start is on the mats rather than being out in the world and trying to figure out your balance against inanimate objects called institutions. Mm-hmm. Or, <clears throat> or things that are seemingly insurmountable too. For instance, um, one of the professors at, uh, that we have is a, I think it's a third degree black belt. Massive dude, 265, power lifter. Oh, yeah. Wrestler. Uh, he readjusted your uh, intercostal muscles on your ribcage. Oh, boy, did he ever. And um, there was a point where we were rolling and we were starting in mount. So you had to start with a mount escape. And mm-hmm. 
all of this all of the skills and all of the things that are in my head of different mount escapes that i know weren't working <laughs> because he just was was down. uh when he locked you down was he giving you a little bit of shoulder of justice or or was he was he creating a little bit of suffocation or or was no, he being he was just locking you down and being gentle just, no he wasn't quite being gentle but he also wasn't being he was being very neutral okay and, so he wasn't trying to invoke a little bit of uh um uh negative response from panic or fear or anything mm -hmm. no no okay. he was just kind of hanging out there but he was so adept at every time i would any placement that i tried to do or tried to create he would just flow onto the the opposite side of it so he was utilizing kazushi as i was trying to escape in order to lock down each one of those steps mm -hmm. and so it felt to me like i was just hitting a wall everywhere i went mm. bang 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 it was just keep smash on that wall but the the thing that I didn't think of was going the opposite direction, right? I was always, I was trying to push him away or I was trying to get down and, oh yeah, you know, versus trying to go under or the fact that I wasn't recognizing that he was neutral. Or or simply just connecting to him. Or connecting, yeah, exactly. Like becoming part of him to yeah. log roll or to whatever, you Absolutely. know, like. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so the uh if he's connecting you connect to him yeah if he's if, if, if he's creating distance you can now create, can create distance. distance absolutely and um but i was so focused oh, i was yeah. so focused on you know there's the hip escape and you're gonna get your lock up and you get your arms extended and then you push it. but he's 265 but and a wrestler like <laughs> he knows how to move his body you were you were focusing on technique technique you exactly. weren't focusing on feeling. the feel exactly yeah, on the force and so i think that that's an important thing because i at it the is. at the time i wasn't recognizing what was i was right. i was trying to you know remember what i was supposed to do i have to do this i have to do that well hang on a second you you were you were recognizing something or what yeah. was we'll call it and then you were running through your rolodex of we'll call them solutions mm -hmm. technique a i'm going to try that now move into the future failed mm -hmm. oh here i am again i recognize where i am same same place mm -hmm. uh, off to rolodex option b oh, that didn't work and i just that's another five seconds to 10 seconds of mm -hmm. oh, i'm back here and so you recognized where you were but what you were doing was you're going out and looking for rote or preconceived patterns yeah. that have either solved it all in the past or you feel they're going to solve it all in the future and and through and it is a bit of problematic when someone uh folk is is a technical relier or reliant on technique when they can't solve the problem in the moment they go to technical rolodex mm -hmm. uh, but the problem with technical rolodex as you have said is is you lose feel yeah. You 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 go to you go to the textbook rather rather than to the moment. So you were in the moment and then out of the moment. Exactly. Then in the and, moment, then out of the moment. Yeah. But you're spending more time out of the moment than you were in the moment. Yeah. And I was trying using, to solve the moment. And I was using so much energy. Oh no doubt. <clears throat> to try and solve the moment without actually being in the moment. Right. For I was sure. I was in the next step. I was like, I know that my you know, I plant my frames here and I push here and I do these things. And then 
that leg should pop up and then I should be able to, and I was three, four, five, seven moves out mm-hmm. instead of just feeling that moment and just moving on. Exist with, with him. Exactly. And it was. Interact with him. This, the second or third role we did like that, where I started to go, all right, <laughs> I see what I'm doing now. Right, right then, after your third trip back from the bathroom uh, to, <laughs> to get your act together. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, well, the funny thing was, is that the, the people that, so we were in a three-man group, and this is kind of besides the point, but it, it leads to the story, is that uh, Professor Tyson, the guy that was, he's massive, great, great dude, super chill. Um, but the moment I realized that I needed to either attach to him or go try to go back door or try to move in a different angle, he adjusted too. And then I had to readjust. And then I, so I was going, by the time we did it the third time, I was going for Well, he didn't adjust. You, you were maladjusting. He, he was just, he was just working the ride controls. Yes. I mean, he was literally running the entire video game. You were about 100%. four steps behind trying to apply generation 1.0 solutions to the generation 4.0 problem exactly and and so he was never adjusting to you in fact he never even got on the mat you know what i'm saying yeah 100 that was all you all the time yeah 100 and the uh the other partner that i had where so uh professor tyson was had me and mounted on me and then i had to mount onto uh, one of my training partners, Braven, who's a 19-year-old brown belt and super squirrely and really fast, long and lean, that kind of totally different. Oh yeah, you described him before. Yeah, style of game. Uh, and I like, man, I tried to hold him down the best I could. I tried to attach myself to him. I tried to keep him down. Tried to keep it like it did all the things again, step by step. The procedures. Plan A is not working. Go to Plan B. Plan B is not working. Yeah, but C. were you connecting to him with plans, or were you connecting to him with real time feel? And that's that's the thing I was connecting to him with plans, yeah. Versus being using the field, and it wasn't again until the second or third time where I was like, "Oh, I see what I'm doing here." So now this all applies, and I uh, just want to throw this up here, Daniel. Afternoon, day hey, is going. Buddy. My day is going well. I hope yours is going well as well, as well, as well as well. Um, but the point being is that we latch onto something right? We get an idea or we get uh, a goal or we get uh, this is the way it should work. And then you, know, you pressure test that against the world and the world is going to be like... You know what you could do? Um, how about pull up my Instagram stories from this morning? I threw up a little gray or a black and white uh, slow motion video from yesterday with Simon. Yep, And I'll be it. able to illustrate the point with a little bit of slow mowage i like it let's do it i will present it use the platform use the high tech high speed low drag platform or in this case it'll be low speed video to make a high drag point high point (laughs) here we go all right okay so we got now before before you hit play um you'll watch watch my right arm and he's he's really fixated on trying to control my right arm don't hit play yet uh and and so what i do is is i play with him i play with his mind by it's almost like a matador with a uh with a a flag and and the bull's just chasing whatever's being waved in front of it so most of all watch 
my right arm. That's all we need to consider right now. Raj, let's watch. Oh, yeah, and he's just going after it. Chase, chase, chase. chase all day chase, long. Chase. Yeah. And you got locked up on the left side there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's nothing he can do at this point. I could wave that, and he would chase that arm all day long mm -hmm. just by waving it around. And eventually I get tired of that game. <laughs> and finish the game. <laughs> and, and, and finish the game. But the point being that um, I set Simon up to focus on something that was completely unimportant. Mm -hmm. uh, there's many things that could have been done in that point by him or by me. But because I essentially what I did was freeze time in that sense by giving him something to focus on, which doesn't allow him to move any further doesn't allow him to progress as a person in the moment because i've i'm, I'm waving a red flag around as a distraction you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah because he's got his hand on it and he thinks he's got control and oh, then for sure. you take it away and now he's like oh no i need to get that hand back need to i get need to get back. that hand back i don't know why i need to get it back but i'm gonna go behind my own back to get that thing mm -hmm. and then easy swim for you Easy. Once you come back inside and sink in that choke. Bang. I like it. And, you know, again, it's not that uh, I was putting it on him hard or, or being, uh, I mean, it's just BJJ, pretty yeah. casual. But the point being that in, in his uh, focus to try to, like, maximize um, his efforts to control the situation, he just really needed to focus on a thing. Yeah, He didn't know what, but by focusing on a thing, now he feels like he's kind of in control of his destiny, which is back to Kazushi, which is back to what we were originally talking about. The only way that you can understand uh, your own personal balance is to go test your balance. And if, if, if you don't know how to do that, well, find someone who can test your balance and show you how you can... Uh, learn to balance on two feet and then learn how to balance on one foot and then learn how to balance on just a hand, kind of like all Jedi and stuff. Mm -hmm. I believe uh, Luke Skywalker balances on one hand yeah, there in the swamps of Tatooine. Maybe, I don't uh, know. Dagobah, thank you very Dagobah. much. That's God. right, that's right. I almost blew that. As I said, Tatooine, I was like, I'm blowing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, the idea being that, you know, he, because in absence of anything to do, he's doing something. And the something that he's doing is wrong but that's all he yeah. knows how to do and so i'm gonna obviously create that and take advantage of that because i understand the game a little bit deeper than he does but that's like Absolutely. all of us isn't it yeah yeah i had this discussion uh well not quite this discussion but a similar discussion with um my son arden we were walking home from from a restaurant and uh, i was saying you know i i why why do i work out and he goes to get strong. I goes, okay, well, what what happens then? I become strong. Why am I? Why do I want to be strong? He goes, well, because you can always get better, right? I'm like, yeah, that's true. What does that actually mean? How did like how, what is me being is strong? Going to beat you to the answer before you beat your own answer to the answer. <laughs> is your son going to beat you to the answer? No. Okay. Uh, but. I, I played with him a little bit on this and we kind of discussed it and we basically came down to the, the conclusion was that <clears throat> the reason why we do something is important, right? Because we could just do stuff for the sake of doing stuff like reaching out for a hand just for the sake of reaching out for a hand. 
right? Because you feel like you need to do something, but there are times where you need to just sit and wait, sit mm -hmm. and watch, sit and observe, feel, right? And that I think is the key point of Kazushi is the fact that it is a intentional thing, <laughs> right? You don't just gain an awareness of Kazushi. You have to seek it out. You do. And you have to seek it out in life. You have to seek it out in BJJ. You have to seek it out on the mats. And if you don't know how to do it, as you said, find somebody that does. Well, then, what you're seeking is to feel. Yeah. But initially, as you're seeking, you can't feel anything. It's like uh, the students that you were working with, uh, uh, step, 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 eh, step, 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 eh. They don't understand what's going on. They think they're feeling something because mm -hmm. step, I feel a step. Oh, I just stepped again. There's my third step. I'm feeling things. Yay. I understand Kazushi. I know you don't. But in order to understand it, first, you've got to realize that you don't understand it. And many people who are in this moment now where they're, they need to do something. They, they need to control that arm. I don't know why I need to control that arm, but I need to control that arm. They're so focused on trying to do something. They can't feel themselves because they don't know their own Kazushi. They can't feel the other person because they don't understand another person's Kazushi. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's just lashing out with ill-conceived ideas with no basis on understanding the feel of the moment. And I don't know about you, buddy, but feel to me is what BJJ is all about. That's, yeah. that's how I do good BJJ. But well before BJJ existed as a twinkle in my eye, feel was always a thing for me anyway. So uh, I, I've understood its importance for a long time. Uh, it's just that BJJ helps people understand that a whole lot faster than having to do some of the things that I've done pre-BJJ. Yeah. I think it's also a, uh, <clears throat> like it's a learned skill, right? It's it not is. something that you can just, oh, I get it now. Of course, you know, push, pull, right? Of course. Yeah, no, I totally understand. It really is, it's a nuanced skill set that you have to develop and you will get better at it over time with practice. And that was one of the things I was talking with Arden was the fact that he had said something about, um, or I had said, you know, oh, Braven, my training partner, he beats me regularly. Is he stronger than I am? And Arden was like, I, I, yeah. And I'm like, he's not. Like I can do more push-ups than he can. I can bench press it. Like I can do all these things. Technically, I'm stronger than he is. But why does he beat me every time? Well, he's better than you. Is he actually better? Or has he just been doing this longer? Is he more skilled? Or is he just have more practice? Is And so I think that uh, there's a lot of times in our lives where we look at the world outside of ourselves and go, oh, well, that person's just better than I am. Or that thing is too hard. Or that thing is too easy instead of looking at it in terms of a knowledge base and experience based system rather than better or worse. You know what I'm saying? I do. 100%. Yeah. So I think that um, as, a, as a mental exercise, anytime someone were to say, I do this myself, <clears throat> when I catch myself saying, oh, well, he's better than I am. Or this thing is going to take too long or it's going to take, or it's too hard, or I don't know how to do that. I don't know yet, <laughs> or I don't have the knowledge yet, or I don't have the experience that that person does. And it eliminates a 
form of judgment, which is based off of an assumption to begin with. That's right. But it also, it also eliminates responsibility unless you tie the sense of prioritization to, I yes. do want to be that. I do want to be. It's exactly, easy yeah. to say, oh man, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard it. Well, you know, it's easy to be you. Okay, yeah. cool. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. And so, uh, whatever the subject is, no one talks about the countless hours of sweat, blood, and tears to become that. Yep. And so, it 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 looks it looks great when you're toying around with someone on a BJJ mat, but all of that toying around came about because I've been toyed around. <laughs> for thousands of hours <laughs> yeah. like like a, a ball of wool yeah. by a, a talented cat mm -hmm. i was the ball of wool and so the only way to understand uh how difficult it is to be that is to walk that journey not stand on the sidelines and point and say oh yeah well you know yeah. i mean you got to be in the game to understand the game I, I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, oh, that person is so talented. I could never be that one or I could never do that. It's like, it's not talent. It's practice. Time. It's work, man. It's effort. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like effort. Just putting in the, I mean, look at Wayne Gretzky. He had the, the ability to do all kinds of stuff on the ice, all kinds of stuff on the ice. But that was because when he was like three, mm -hmm. he was out taking shots at five in the morning, just like, work 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 you know he was practicing uh kobe bryant same thing he was always out working all the competition that's why he was this that's why he had the skill that he did it on my recovery a, day yesterday i worked out harder than most people do on their hardest training day exactly that's just the way it is man you you want to you want to proceed ahead it it doesn't do it itself you you literally shape your own life we all create our own existence we all forge our own path and if if you're standing on the sidelines thinking that it's all going to show up uh, on a silver platter you're sorely mistaken you gotta first of all go pan for silver and then you've got to take that silver and you've got to heat it and bead it with a hammer until it turns into a platter now you got a silver platter but that's about a decade of work maybe yeah. to learn how to find silver, to learn how to heat it properly, to learn how to pound on it, and then learn how to make it a platter. Yeah. You don't do that all in a morning. Nope. Nor do you become a world champion in anything in a morning. You, you, you put your boots on and you go find a river and you start mining for silver or whatever. Yeah. And that's just life, man. You want to get good at BJJ? Put your boots on, drive to a club, and start day one. Day one turns into day 10, and that turns into day 200, and that turns into day 500, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But only if you stop telling yourself, it must be nice to be that guy. Exactly. You got to change it all around and say, yep. "That's pos that guy demonstrates that it's possible. I'm going to go get that. Oh, yeah. Like six years ago, let's say six years ago, I did not. I knew nothing about BJJ other than the fact that it existed. Hadn't even walked into a club at that point in time. I was still listening to Jocko talk about it. I'm like, oh yeah, you should definitely, everyone should do jujitsu. Everyone should do jujitsu. I never even touched it. I was just like, never even conceptualized well, it. 
Well, I was jujitsu, one hundred percent, and uh, it was through the time and the effort and the daily I keep going class and I keep showing up and I keep going in there open-minded and I keep looking to learn and I'm not looking at anybody else on the mats going, man, I wish I, I wish I was that guy. I bet you did. No, I did I'm not. I'm not saying all the time. No, but I don't recall. Oh, I, I might have. I don't recall doing Guaranteed it. Guaranteed you did. Everyone okay. does. I mean, I do. Everyone does. I've never met a guy who doesn't think I'd like to be that guy. Mm. I mean... You've never thought that? I can't. I'm not I can't saying think of a time. I'm not I saying think, become their clone. No, I can't think of a time where I, there's been times where I've been like, I wish I could do that. Right. It's like the thing that that yeah. guy could do. What he represents, not be him. I don't want to be yeah. Jim, whoever Jim is. That's not yeah. my point, obviously. Um, Dang Jim. <laughs> but I think that everyone at some point has thought, I'd like to be that guy. Mm. Whatever that means to them. Yeah. Obviously, okay. again, I can see that. not Jim. Yeah. Uh, and so Definitely whatever he is or whatever he does or whatever he represents to each person in that moment of, I'd like to be that dude. Mm -hmm. And and that doesn't mean that I want to be specifically him. I want to be a version of that so that I can do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's loads of kids out there. You, you use Wayne Gretzky as the example. Line up the amount of kids that play hockey that would put their hand up and say, I don't want to be Wayne Gretzky. Right. There won't be too many hands that go up, even though they don't know what Wayne Gretzky is. Mm -hmm. They just know what he represents. They don't know where he lives. They just know that he played hockey well, and that's what they want to do. And maybe they've seen some footage on him making his Wayne Gretzky moves. Maybe they want to do that, but they don't want to wear the same skate brand. Yeah. So to me, it's not about um, wanting to be Wayne Gretzky. It's wanting to be the close to the avatar for what he represents yeah the finished product to some versus, degree do you, and the funny thing is you mentioned the silver platter is that with the with the example that you gave right and you find silver and then you heat it up and you pour it out and you hammer it out into the right shape but that will give you a very ugly silver platter for sure right and then because what it takes after that is polishing and grinding mm and and fine-tuning and looking for details and looking and that's the next step right that is the there's the initial part of finding the silver that is the the hardest part that's walking into your your first bjj gym and like swallowing your pride putting that white belt on and being there ready to learn um yeah literally drowning in the river <laughs> exactly literally drowning in the as river. you're looking for the silver yeah exactly and uh that's your first step and then you're going to see large leaps in your understanding, right? Because everything's new. It's similar to uh, when we were talking about coffee and you were like, you're going to see these huge jumps of like, oh, measurable um, distances of like, oh, this is getting better. And now this is getting better. And now this is getting better. And nutrition, strength, all these things. Um, but the, the stage after that is where you start to see less um improvement but you see more detail you see more fine-tuning and i think that you're as you understand kazushi is the same thing in life is that you know we can do something new and you'll see a big change but then over time you'll see less and less change but you have to start seeking out the nuances of those changes and you have to start seeking those smaller upgrades and those smaller changes because 
you have a, you know, when you see the way broadly, you can see it in all things, but you still need to be able to focus on what your way is. If that makes sense. I think I went on a little rant there, but. Yeah, it makes sense for sure. And, uh, you know, the, I think probably doing something with this, using your example of then having to take the platter and grind it and polish it and turn it into a shiny silver platter. Even when you get your platter and it's it's looking pretty grotty, it's it's not looking at all like a platter. It's general shape. It's totally dull. It's got pits and pox and, and scars on it and whatever. Um, at that point, that's your platter, man. I mean, that's it. That's you. And I know that at this point, anyone who's put the work in to create an ugly platter wouldn't, wouldn't exchange, people that I know anyway, wouldn't exchange that ugly platter for the shiniest platter in the world that was made by someone else. Because yeah. that's your platter, man. Take pride in it. I mean, you put the work in to create the ugliest platter in the world. But with some more time, you'll turn it into something that will never be the most beautiful platter in the world, except to you, which you would never, never exchange ever for any other platter in the world, even if it doesn't look that nice Mm -hmm. to everyone else, or even to you for that matter. It's an earned platter, not a gifted platter. hundred percent. And the, uh, and then by the time you actually get yourself a platter, by the time you have one and you're like, ooh, look at my nice shiny platter, there's going to be someone on the sidelines going, that's a piece of garbage. Or, oh, I wish I had my own silver platter. <laughs> and then that whole cycle starts over again is that it is a, like I said earlier, it is a learned skill. And it is uh, a... No, dom- there's, still a, there's still a little piece of the, the cycle left. Uh, I'll see if you, you can figure out what that last little phase of the cycle is. <laughs> Any well, ideas? So, so you well, had your ugly platter. Now you've got your shiny platter. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? The next step is doing it again and making it making a better platter. No, no, because let's so? let's pretend you only get one platter. Let's just okay. I only get one. I'm, okay, I'm I'm going to try to help you out on this one. Okay, I'm going to try to narrow it. the constraints so that maybe you can guess this last phase of the cycle. Mm. Okay. So you made your platter. Whether it's ugly or not doesn't matter at this point. You've got your platter. Then what? I would, uh, in my mind, I would keep working on it. I would keep developing it. I would keep finding new places to make it better. So and now would, it's the shiniest platter in the world. Then shiniest what? platter in the world? Make a gold one? <laughs> I'm not quite oh, sure. Okay, I'm now I'm sure going to give you, you another hint. I, I, just, okay. I just want to see if you, I want to yeah. get you there, maybe. Okay. maybe. I appreciate it. What do you use platters for? To put food on. And? To deliver it to other people. And what does that mean? It means that I can then show other people the skill set that I've developed and possibly teach them. Shazam. Pass it on to the next generation. Look at that. Build a platter. Serve knowledge with your platter. Mm. There's Cycles. a little, little mind blown. Again, we need a little mic drop thing like this. To, <laughs> uh, the, the, you're, you're absolutely right in the fact that there's going to be a point where there's also this point too, is that as people see you make your own platter, they're going to want to start learning. Yeah, for sure, buddy. Also, so, when someone sees you as the, 
inviting people into your um, celebration, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. And as you're serving the platter out and guests are taking that, that is also a moment when people out there who aren't at the celebration look in on the celebration and say, wow, I wish I had some of that baklava. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that looks amazing. I wouldn't mind tasting that. And, and so you lead the way by demonstrating how to make a platter. You lead the way by demonstrating that that platter can now serve others. And I think actually this is, uh, goes back into the line of Kazushi is that you are, you're creating an energy, right? Of, of forward movement. You're, you're create you're pushing into the world of well you're not what creating energy i guess molding energy is a better... i mean by if we're if we're keep it clean by physics we're we're yeah, okay. we just so we can't, can't create what we're doing is we're shaping shaping and molding we're we're manipulating we're using more correctly yes and then we're u- utilizing that in order to create movement or or uh, develop create response energy response mm-hmm. from other people and by uh, utilizing your own energy to do that you can lead by example and mm-hmm. then they can follow along and unfortunately not everybody's going to follow there's going to be people out there that are looking in the window going i wish i had bak- baklava and i wish this that must be nice to have a silver platter without any knowledge of how you actually got there mm-hmm. and there's lots or, of or even there. what baklava tastes like yeah without any knowledge of that either or um without any knowledge of really anything they Correct. just look at it and say must be nice to have all that Mm -hmm. and by actually doing that you're throwing up a wall in front of yourself yeah which is kind of silly it's a bummer it's a bummer and and it's the again the irony is that it's a bummer for me to think that there's people out there who can't get beyond the point of realizing that if you just surrendered your ego and went out there and really tried to improve yourself in a bunch of aspects, you, you'd see the path clearly for what it is. You, you'd start getting better. But the problem is that um, the reluctance to accept that you're not in a good position, that you're not Mr. Self-Defense, or that you're not whatever, that you think you You don't know you my are. mentality, bro. That's right. <laughs> the, the idea being that if you think you're already the silver platter, you'll never put your boots on and go mine for silver in a river. That's very true. Um, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny also is the fact that, at least this is funny to me, I'm not a big fan of the word surrender. I And the reason I'm not, even surrendering your ego, I don't like it because it means giving up on. Right? You are completely... It's a strong word. It is used, a strong word. Used for a reason. Yeah, okay. I... I personally prefer the term reigning in like you have to rein in your ego because to surrender to it or to surrender it entirely kind of negates the, the, the positive portions of your ego because there are, uh, yeah, there are yeah, positive it, sides it, it does it. for sure. For someone who understands nuance, mm. which probably wasn't you uh, some time ago in the past. True. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And so, you know, for who I'm addressing right now is folks who, can't see the way forward because they they're blinding themselves mm. and so you can't you can't uh, apply a tiny little recalibration 
for for someone who doesn't want to hear anything. You can't say, well, just apply a little tiny tweak in this moment if they don't believe that any of this works. And so sometimes you got to use strong language, strong words, strong plant to seed in someone's mind that they've just got to surrender what they're doing. Change it all. Give it up. What, however you want to term it. Yeah. Something, I won't say radical because radical is a strong word, but uh, something that is way out of your normal scope of how to fix things or your normal way of operating in life or your completely different way of approaching something, a problem, a puzzle, the thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it requires radical thought to create radical change. I do like that a lot <clears throat> in that you're... Now, that doesn't apply to you no, right I don't. now. Yeah. No, so I mean, it's important that everyone understands how things apply to them in each moment, in each subject, in each phase of their life, et cetera. Absolutely. And my, my thought was along the lines of the fact that it's up to you to do something for yourself, for yourself, right? It's, it's, it's not... Um, it's not about the fact that we want you to be better. It's not a fact that we want, you know, to, we want everybody to do BJJ though. I do. I want everybody to do BJJ. Um, but it's gotta be because you want to do it right. That there, the why behind it has to, has to be because you actually want it. And if, as discussed in the past, there's a bunch of people who don't want that for themselves because they don't even know what they want. So how true. can they get better if they don't know what they want to get better at? And therefore where they failed over years and years and years and years and years in this moment is because they don't even know how to do it mm -hmm. for them. So do it for someone else. There you go. Do it for the team. We've talked it about it in the past yeah, exactly. for sure. I mean, yeah. like if you can't figure out how to do it for you, do it for others. Yep. And this is a recurring theme. I guess we say this pretty often in the fact that, you know, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for others. But the, you will lead yourself down a path and you have to actually lead yourself down a path. It can't, it can't be a, or I can't say you can't. It is maybe more effective to do it yourself, but it also sometimes is required to follow others. And that will then teach you the skills you need in order to lead yourself. Yeah. And you can hybridize the model. I yep. mean, you can, you can touch points out there where someone's inspiring or someone's leading or someone's mentoring you in whatever the skill set or the thought construct or whatever. You can touch on all of that stuff, but you can also rely on yourself. It's for you to figure out the balance, the correct balance on it's a solo mission versus it's a team mission. And by team, I mean, not only are you doing it for you and for everyone who's watching you do it, they you're encouraging others to maybe do what you're trying to do. So there's you, there's the team, and then there's all of the touch points all around you, either on the team or just on the periphery of the team that can help calibrate you as well. This isn't a, this isn't just like all the weight of the world is on a one individual's shoulders and they have to figure it all out by themselves. It can be that, yeah. but you can find the right balance for you by hybridizing the model. And that's why I was going to get back into that is that's Kazushi. 
that's finding the balance that's finding your time but that all starts back what we said at the very beginning is that you have to know you're either out of balance to begin with well you have to you you have to put yourself out of balance to find your balance exactly because if you're just standing there balanced you got it all figured out yeah everything's good to go everything's good i'm good i know everything (laughs) i invented bjj I was a badass, you know, right? you know. I, I, I was, or I, I actually believed at one point in time that I was one hard dude. Oh, right? we all do at some and point. We all you do know? at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But until you get shown by a sixteen-year-old girl that you are not a hard dude, or whatever, <laughs> or yeah. whatever, right? There's by a whoever point. or whatever, by the dog around the corner. Exactly. You yeah. know, you think you're pretty bad until the dog's chasing you up the street. You get treed by a dog. And yeah. you're, you're yelling for your mom. <laughs> now yep. you're a badass. You're crying. Exactly. And so um, the you're right. Look, look for people who can help you understand how the world turns, uh, not just external to you, but internally within you. And that's kind of what we do over here to some degree. We talk about these kind of subjects, not just you and I, but the guest panel, et cetera. And mm-hmm. I think it's been pretty clear today that uh, I'm a fan of external improvements and internal improvements. And it's for each person to figure out their own personal sweet spot, the ratio, the hybridized approach to improving that external and that external. Each moment is different. Each day is different. Each focus is different on that hybridized uh, shifting up, moving that, okay, now I'm focusing on this, now I'm focusing on that. It, it should never go static because we're always adjusting every day. So why would your model remain rigid? You have to dial into the nuance of you and how you're improving or backsliding. Well, yeah, we talked about this uh, yesterday a little bit is the fact that there is you have to take those times, those moments to go, mm-hmm. oh, I have brief. I have achieved one, two, three, four, five. Brief mm-hmm. moment. Like, okay, I've done some things. Cool. Move forward. Or I haven't done anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Move forward. Right? There, there's always times where you have to reflect. And I think those are the times where you find Kazushi. That's when you find your balance is when you actually look, when you intentionally take the time to look. So there, there, it and then move forward. I agree to some degree. I agree that that's what you have to do as an individual. But we all know, you and I know anyway, how Kazushi works. Mm-hmm. It requires a partner. Exactly. And so, uh, like Chance Burroughs at one point probably thought that uh, he had a lot of things figured out until he started 100%. dancing with a partner and realized that he didn't understand Kazushi. Yep. And so that's the idea. If you if if in isolation you're working on your external and internal environments and you feel like you've got a pretty good balance and you feel like you've got some things figured out, that's good. That's, that's great. That's actively participating in your own growth. However, it ain't growth. It ain't even a thing until you go out and contextualize it against something else. Yeah. Otherwise you could find yourself in a fantasy world where you've built yourself up into something that you're just not. And so, and this is for everyone out there, myself included. I have to check in with people who I think are either inspiring or good to go or doing it right or however we want to want to term it. I have calibrations out there that I yardstick myself against, which is mandatory. You can't yeah. do this in isolation thinking you got it all figured out. Well, that's where you get, um, what is it, McDojo? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's where you get those masters thinking that they can bend energy and yeah, that's um, right. because they're sitting in a 
an echo chamber and how how easy is it to find an echo chamber yeah i know right super easy yeah (laughs) so you have to you have to actively challenge yourself If, if everything you say and everything you do everyone's nodding with you find somebody that isn't none of my friends agree with me <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go I, I don't i don't want yes men around me exactly i i just don't i'm not interested in that fortunately I, the eventually well i say fortunately or eventually i'm not sure which one it is fortunately or eventually if they're even part of what i'm about to say all i do know is that i find myself right now surrounded by good people mm-hmm. who cut me some slack but not a lot of slack i think and it's so grace, i'm held accountable not slack <laughs> well maybe it's grace not slack i don't know what it is but all i know is i'm surrounded by good people who keep me legit yeah. and i think that's super important you know like i feel like i'm i'm being held to a legitimate standard to some degree but that's because again i've i've got people around me who will call me out on my nonsense and so that's not that's the opposite of an echo chamber <laughs> exactly it um one of the things like when i first uh when i first released from the military and i was starting to see a psychologist um that i, I didn't do very well with but he basically gave me all sorts of slack right i was oh i'm really angry and he's like oh well okay well don't do the thing that makes you angry well i you know i don't like being in crowds oh well, don't go in crowds right you know like stuff like that and Bro. then the, the uh and I mean, for some people, they need that, right? They need the, the they, do they, they though safety? Do they though? I think. Initially, I mean, it, it would it would be convenient. I think it's as no a one stepping needs. stone. Let me put it that way: we as a stepping want. stone to build. We want things. Yes, you're right. Yes. Um, and even that right there, you're challenging my thought process right off the bat, which is exactly what I wanted. And my my next doctor, the one that I actually found that I'm still working with, she challenges me every single time. Well, that's good. Every single time we have a session, I'll say something. I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm doing really well with this. And she'll be like, how well? When was the last time you tested that? Hmm. What have you been doing here? What have you been doing here? There was at one point, um, I, I forgot that we had an appointment. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can't make it to an appointment. And she's like, well, why not? And I'm like, I'm in the middle of Costco. She's like, oh, good, exposure. Work on that. <laughs> Frick, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I will. But it reminded me that, hey, this is a learning experience use it as such rather than just going through it like it's a oh yeah thought. it's yeah yeah i mean it's not a chore yeah it's supposed to be a lesson exactly yeah and uh so that's it's a good thing to be challenged and if somebody if there are people challenging you work at it like think For, about forget it. about work at work at it that's guaranteed that's not even part of the conversation what you should be doing is thanking them thanking them yes reach out and freaking thank them if, if you don't understand how the planet turns in respect to this subject, when someone challenges you, if you don't thank them right then and there, it's only because you haven't been in the game long enough to understand how it's played. But if you eventually realize that that's what happened, and a year or two later, you realize, oh, that's what happened. I owe that guy a solid. Mm-hmm. I owe him a thanks. I owe him a, either an attaboy or a favor. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I I say now you owe me. Not a big deal. It's not like you know you owe me your firstborn or whatever, but you owe me. You owe me the payback. The payback will be pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Do it for someone else. But you got to understand what you're doing. Yeah. You got to understand how to play that game in order to 
play the game for someone else. This is the thing. You got to you got to build your own silver platter before you can show someone else how to do it. That's right. That's right. And you got to you got to fine tune it enough that other people want it <laughs> before you start handing it off. Well, you got to wave that else. silver platter around a little bit with little some bit. treats on it so yeah, people exactly. can get excited about the baklava. Exactly. Good old baklava. I haven't had good baklava in a while. Oh, you know, and, and and when it's legit, it's good. <sighs> so good yeah i had some in uh paphos on oh, cyprus yeah yeah me too dude i mean i yeah. think we we're in cyprus a bit different That's, time periods but yeah for sure but i mean cyprus does good baklava mm -hmm. um so that's uh just about an hour any mm. final thoughts on kazushi on um we didn't even we really talk today? about kazushi to be honest we scratched the surface i mean it was of it. it was the start of the conversation yeah we're gonna get in deep later on i have a uh some special people, some jujitsu mm. people that we're oh. going to be talking, some like high level. Oh, the only way I'll be impressed by any of that, whatever, how many ever stripes a person's got on, the only way I'm going to be impressed if it, if it's in respect to Kazushi at the start of a potty is the show opens with me looking at the screen and seeing someone fly through the air on the screen <laughs> with, a, with a wicked judo throw. <laughs> Preferably landing on a wall and then sliding down it. That's how we should start that party. I will tell Alan to sort that out. <laughs> You'll get that the right guy for no it. Problem, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything before we shut her down? Nah, nah, nah. Good to go. Any, All right. I guess tomorrow Monday we got uh, the Sebenator. The Sebenator. Yeah, we got uh, that. I believe, if I recall correctly, we have somebody with him, but I am not a hundred percent sure. Sure. Um, as my memory is. Not great, but either way, it'll be Sebenator for Check. the Days of Lavois on Monday. Uh -huh. And then uh, we got this upcoming week, we actually have quite a few guests hmm. scheduled oh. in. So we're going to have a, a good week. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Well, as right. we as we continue to learn, build ourselves and grow our minds, you can do that here with us on The Collective every day. So we'll see you here tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo. <laughs>